0: Welcome to Horizon Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Gall Tal Hochberg. Gal Tal Hochberg is Group Chief Technology Officer of Team 8, advising foundry companies in their creation process and supporting portfolio companies as they scale. Gall is an entrepreneur with over 15 years of experience building and leading software companies in the areas of cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, fintech, and blockchain. Prior to joining Team Eight, Gall was co-founder and CEO at Clear, an enterprise blockchain company that builds decentralized clearing networks for global industries, serving companies such as Vodafone, Telefonica, and Deutsche Telekom. Well, good afternoon, Gall. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Absolutely, and I appreciate uh, you taking the time today. I know you're hailing out of the great country of Israel, so we've got quite a time distance of about nine hours. So. Thank you again. And Gal, we're going to jump right into the questions here. You've got quite the career in technology as a software engineer, a serial entrepreneur, and now you're the group CTO, Chief Technology Officer of Team 8. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I think it's a combination of a few different things. Uh, Number one is that something that's been guiding me throughout my entire career is really trying to find where are the places which both engage me and I'm good at, and then uh, meeting great people to do that with. So part of it was luck, being in the right place at the right time, knowing the right people. Part of it was the natural instinct that I was born with and the dedication to put them into practice. Uh, For me specifically, uh, I love learning things. And so I can bring the knowledge that I learned to any place that I come. And then thirdly, which is an important one, is just being nice, knowing people, having them want to work with you. It's really, really important today. So I think those three things were key.
0: Absolutely. And at the core of it, you know, people are the most important resource and um, having those relationships is so important. So, Gal, we're going to switch gears here. Um, You know, we've been a challenging last two years, right? Right. During the pandemic, but what was the single biggest business decision you had to make during the first year of the pandemic, and how different is your business strategy today?
1: So when uh, when I when the big pandemic was starting, I was the CEO of a startup company called Clear, and we were uh, we had one line of business for our startup that was just a picking up, another one that was new, and we uh, looked at what was going on with COVID. And we are our clients were our telecom operators, and we saw that the line of business we were in, which had to do with international calls, uh, was going to be significantly hit. And we looked at a runway and we said, we don't want to be in a place where things are picking up, but they're not becoming big enough because we had, you know, projections to where we need to go. And on the other side, we can't get any funding because people are scared from the pandemic. And so we basically had to cut uh, half of the company. Uh, we consolidated the two lines of business into one, uh only betting on the newer one that was easier to run and had you know more staying power and We basically stopped a product from being served to customers you know slowly you know turning that off for them and letting a few people go and that was probably the single hardest business decision of my of my career um I think it worked out well for us. I think that uh, the, uh, it was a good idea, that line of business didn't really pick up again. It wasn't enough revenue and the other one was more successful. And it was also uh, uh, made us all focus a little bit on burn, which is always important in startups. And you, you sometimes forget how much. I think we did, uh, I, I wouldn't say miscalculate, but it ended up being not so bad. So the pandemic had less effect on investors as we thought. Uh, the customers you know, were able to buy and still you know, work with us. And so I think it made us more efficient and had had us make decisions we didn't think we, we maybe would have put off. Uh, but today I think there's just so much to do. There's so much money out there. I think today expands, push forward. There's just so much going on, even with the pandemic and everything that's going on.
0: Thank you for sharing. And, you know, we've got, we talked to every everybody that's been on this because this podcast actually started around the pandemic, but <laughs> we, we talked to everybody and everybody's had, had a, has a different story, uh, and some people had to go through some hardships and, and I understand you did as well. And um, we appreciate the share. We know what the struggle is. So thank you. So Gal, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack. Is there anything you might be able to share with us today?
1: Well, uh, I think uh, um, as as part of teammate, I get to see not just what we do internally, but also all of our portfolio companies. And it's really interesting to see uh, just how prevalent containers and Kubernetes and cloud is? It's like for for many companies, you know, uh, Battery put out a report that says cloud penetration is like eight percent. But if you look at startups on the ground, the new technology being built, it's almost all being done there, uh, leveraging serverless technologies and low code and no code. So it's still a small percent, but the the newest companies, the best companies are using these sort of tools. And I think even for myself, who, you know, I've been in tech, you know, a decade, two decades, uh, these are new things. And uh, uh, I think we should all look at them because what in the past would require engineers and IT people now you can do with just one person or, or even with no engineers, just plugging, you know, things that can connect together well. And these tools are now really good. So that's always been surprising to me is how much you can get done without almost running any code. And or without owning any servers, not just cloud wide, like not even VMs. So there's so much to do there. And I think it's super powerful. And I recommend people look at it.
0: Absolutely. There's some amazing things. And I've spent some time uh, at MIT uh, doing some of the latest uh, technology that is, is coming out. And it, I was just amazed about how the average person can just kind of plug and play. And, and I think that's where we need to be at the end of the day, right? So yeah. <clears throat> last question, Gal. Uh, Gall, I'm sorry. Could you share with something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career, maybe in tech or entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, um, I think I think the I think so I think the biggest I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in technology was when I was negotiating when I was a freelancer. So before between between positions, I was doing consulting work. And uh, there was a customer of mine that wanted me to do a job and it was for, you know, a hundred, a hundred dollars an hour. They wanted to pay a hundred dollars an hour. And I thought that I wanted it to be one hundred and fifty dollars an hour. And I was stressed about the negotiation. I was scared. I didn't know what to do. So I spent, you know, 30 minutes uh, talking to an advisor of mine to help me think through how to negotiate. I went to the meeting. You know, I was super stressed. Uh, I thought they could see that, and then I, you know, literally asked for the 150 dollars an hour. They said no. I said, listen, it's really important for me. I have to do it. And eventually, they said yes. And what I learned was is that all my technology and experience was worth 100 dollars an hour, and then my willingness to try to to ask for the right price and negotiate was worth another 50 dollars an hour. And, but it's a lot a lot shorter amount of time. And so that really opened my eyes to the importance of, again, that human aspect. It's about building those relationships. It's about it's about being able to be in uncomfortable situations. It's about taking risks. And I think a lot of people in tech, because of how engineering works, you, it's all about reducing risk. It's all about controlling risk. And I think if you want to grow and to succeed, you have to do things that are uncomfortable for you. Now, without being good, it's hard to succeed. You have to be good. But to make that good go much farther, you should... Talk to people, uh, ask for things. Uh, you know, you might be you might you might be told no. It might be risky, but I think that's super super important, and you have to be super nice about it all the time. I think that's that's a big thing that many people, especially tech people, are afraid of doing, or it's less comfortable for them. Uh, and there's so much value that they can get. And this, of course, touches on you know uh, uh, women women uh, paying the workplace, etc. I think it's it's a big thing that a lot of people should focus on.
0: Thank you for sharing. And you're absolutely right. It's, we all have a worth and, and we have a value and and it's important that we stand up for ourselves and, and speak up and, and ask for that $150 an hour, um, obviously. So I appreciate the story and that's very helpful for our audience here. So Gall, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Me too. Thanks for having me. Bye for now.